Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings, aka Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eddie McGee, SWAT team. Where's the dope, nigga? Get on the ground. Where's the dope, Naruto? <laughs> Get on the ground and spread your cheeks, Goku. <laughs> oh man. You imagine the police like beating up fucking Goku, like <laughs> sprinkle some crack on him. Get him out of here. Sprinkle some crack. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, man. Another week, episode two forty one. Yes, sir. As you see, we're fully dressed in our uh, costumes for Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween we, to y'all. We, we okay. finally, we finally took it serious. Say, so, hey, you know what? Just for production purposes, let's go ahead and get some full gear here. I'm dressed as a SWAT team member. I'm mm-hmm. kicking down doors. I'm getting the dope arresting out of the house. Niggas. I'm I'm arresting the bad the bad blacks, not the good ones. The bad blacks. <laughs> get on the ground, Darrell. <laughs> Anybody named Darrell is a bad black. Yeah, you're you're not a you're not a very fine person. <laughs> yeah, um, that's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Happy Halloween, all of those. By the time you hear it, it'll be Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and your kids will be simultaneously rotting their teeth out from the candy. Yeah. And I'm like, mommy, I want some um I want some Snickers for breakfast. I'm like, it's okay, baby. Go ahead and grab me some Snickers. Or overdosing on fentanyl. Oh man, you gotta watch that shit. Yeah. Yeah, they got fentanyl that looks like Skittles. Yeah. That's a bad look. Your kid'll be like, I like this candy. I can't see, mom. <laughs> like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> my kids on fentanyl. <laughs> it's gonna be some TikToks like, I think my son accidentally took fentanyl because Every time I kept trying to like take the candy from him, like he kept telling me, like, mommy, I'll suck your dick. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I don't have a penis, Timmy. (laughs) Timmy was trying to sell me his services for candy. And I knew (laughs) because back in the day, that's what I used to do, you know? (laughs) Darrell used to sell drugs and I used to suck his dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, then I came into rest of Darrell and I I cut the plug. You remember, uh, remember that guy that was trying to legalize drugs? Oh, yeah, the black dude, the professor. Yeah. I honestly think he was on to something, but it's just a while. It's just not, it's not, it's not even realistic. No, I just think he likes crack. Yeah, but I, I think, I think his point made, made some sense if you really like looked at it objectively, but at the right. same time, it's like, dog, you're trying to legalize drugs. Yeah, you know, this this is what stupid. the fuck are you doing? Yeah. This guy's crazy. All yeah. right, let's get right into it. Um, uh, Recently, me and Keith did a clip. Um, and we talked about Rich Boy and what happened Rich to him. Rich Boy selling it. Rich Boy selling it. And we we posted a clip. And, you know, it got a lot of traction and people laughed and whatnot. And it was because Rich Boy looked terrible. And, you know, we don't like to shit on people. We did it for comedic purposes, man. You know, for satire. It yeah, was, we're it, funny. Yeah, we, it was a it was a satirical undertone. We didn't we didn't completely shit on him and like we hope he does more crack. <laughs> we didn't do that. I didn't say that. No, nobody. We don't wish more crack on him. He's got <laughs> enough crack in his life already. You got enough crack, rich boy. You don't need more. But, That's crazy. But we cracked the joke, man, and uh, no pun intended. Yeah, we, cracked we cracked the joke, the <laughs> and we posted it. And on 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 freaking. YouTube people are giving us shit. Oh, you niggas is corny and you niggas is clowns. Y'all some clowns. Y'all should y'all be got a low budget setup. Yeah, y'all got a low budget setup. Y'all should be helping him instead yeah. of making fun of rich boy. Let me be very crabs in a barrel. Yeah, y'all cra- yeah, crabs in a barrel. It's mentality. like a good sixty comments of it's, niggas yeah, going crazy. They on just it. tripping on us. Let me be clear for all of you in the comments. <clears throat> thank you for being in the comments, even being negative, because you're giving us more attention. Thank you. Um, secondly, um, none of you guys create content. 
the best you could do in your life is come to somebody else's platform and comment some shit when you don't even you didn't even listen to the full context of the conversation. You're probably a casual or you don't listen to the podcast. You don't understand what we're about. We've been doing this for over four and a half years. And not only that. Rich boy himself had no problem. Rich boy selling crack. Oh, you you put that in a lyric, right? So you just cut like this. This you put crack as this colorful thing that you were doing, something that destroyed the black community. But oh, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about two podcasters that made light of him looking terrible. The same guy that said rich boy selling crack, and y'all was cool with that. Y'all didn't have no problem with him talking about selling crack, but you mad at two guys laughing at him for looking bad. Can you make make it make sense, please? It don't. It doesn't make sense. You guys are just a bunch of it, it. What this is? This is. This is. Uh, selective morality at its finest. Mm-hmm. It's selective morality because you look at two guys with a platform that's not even that big yet, and you like y'all trash. Y'all niggas is clowns. Fine, I'll be a clown, but I'm gonna be a millionaire soon too. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna be a nigga in the comments. Yeah. Oh, and this is a cheap setup. Let me be clear when I say this. We're shooting, how much was that camera? 2600 Something like that. $2,600, $2,700 camera. This is a black magic camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind us, this wall. Um, we got, got this wall. It didn't cost a whole bunch. That's true. But the acoustic paneling, that was over $1,000. That's a $2,500 laptop that keeps on. These mm-hmm. microphones cost money. All this shit costs money. So before you say this is a, is a weak setup, you can't afford it. You only got a phone. You're commenting from your phone. Me and Keith also do this in the studio we pay for. You're not paying for a studio. You're just a guy in the comments with no content. And the best shot you got at us is getting in a comment section. Yeah. I think it's important we get back at you. We, it's important that we never respond to shit like this because we're too focused on the content. But I thought that this has been motivated, and me and Keith talked about it. This has been motivated by Andrew Schultz. Shout, <laughs> out, shout out to Andrew Schultz because Schultz, yeah. Schultz responded to some dickheads in his comments saying, "Oh, you know, you're you're um, what do you say something about? He made fun of Kanye, Kanye West, and they said actually Kanye was right, and you know." Just a bunch of right wing right wing dickheads got on his case, mm-hmm. you know, and and because. Andrew's a lot like us in the in the sense that you know, especially when you're objective, there's some liberal shit you're gonna, we push back on and we don't agree with. But that doesn't mean we're fucking conservative. We just push back on anything. And if you have a point or two that you agree on with somebody that's conservative, they just automatically think you're conservative. Mm-hmm. And now they're talking about oh, George Floyd died of fentanyl. He killed. He died because of that. And he said no, that's not true. And they got on his case. But in our case, we got motherfuckers in the comments. That are like y'all clowns, crabs in a barrel. But these are the same people that have nothing to say about Rich Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the song is about selling crack. I yeah, mean, this is like, and also it's like it's just jokes. Like, right. I, like people got to stop taking themselves so seriously. Right. Like y'all trying to have a a, a Malcolm X moment in a joke. Like it right. just don't it don't really work. You know. Like we literally made fun of Martin Luther King for Christ's sake, man. We make fun of everybody. Yeah. We make fun of ourselves. We make we just made fun of black people. Yeah. It's just that's just the nature of, you know, our podcast. That's the, the type of comedy that we like, mm-hmm. um, the type of comedy that we do. And and for the most part, people found it funny. 
but for for whatever reason, it's just starts circulating mm-hmm. on uh, on 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 YouTube, yeah, and the uh, YouTube Shorts, and it just got the attention of everybody. That's just like, oh my gosh, this oh, yeah. is disgusting. And we're gonna clip this up and put it up. And I hope y'all all come back. <laughs> I hope you all come back and be like, yeah, these niggas trash. Look mm-hmm. at their weak setup. Look at this and that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But hey, can you? The people that say we got a weak setup and all of that, can you put your con- your content in the comment section so we could go check out your studio? Mm-hmm. You know, the one that you don't have? Go ahead and post that in the comment section. <laughs> Just p- please post anything, whether it's hateful or not, because all you're doing is bringing more attention to the algorithm. Yeah. If you really hated us, then you wouldn't comment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's because if you don't comment, you don't bring more traction. Mm-hmm. So, hey... I, I think for me, I get the message. I get the idea of like, yo, right. we shouldn't be bringing black people down and all this other stuff. But mm-hmm. it's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. Y'all acting like this is the same, you know, with uh, Dave Chappelle and the whole trans community. Right. Like y'all, y'all kind of missing the point of what we're saying because, you know, you don't understand like comedy kind of lives in a space that's outside of like a casual conversation. Right. You won't hear Eddie and I in a in a casual conversation like man like you know such and such. Like I would never casually talk about how um bad he looked or how you know him doing uh drugs is is um is funny. It's not funny to me. Right. But in the context of like, you know, a podcast and we're telling jokes like it's all funny. Yeah. Yeah, anybody could like we say all the time like anybody could get these jokes. Yeah, man. Uh, just a lot of you motherfuckers too. The problem is too is is somebody else could tell the same joke and you'll laugh at it as long as their platform is massive because you guys can't think for yourself. If 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 Dave Chappelle was telling a joke or some other comedian that's getting you know he has fifty million followers, you're gonna laugh at that because a lot of people what they do is is I've literally heard people say the same message. Like let's say for example. <laughs> Let's say, for example, you got a cousin that's on drugs and you tell your cousin, like, hey, man, I, I believe in you. You're a good person, but you got to get off of drugs. And he's like, man, stop judging me. Leave me alone, man. I don't want to talk about it. But then Kevin Hart gets on Instagram and says, hey, man, y'all got to get off these drugs, man. You got to do better. He'll be like, man, that's real. That's real, Kevin. Uh, uh, what was it? Kevin Hart. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, man, that's real. Mm-hmm. Like this is what people do. They will devalue your your comment or your content because it's not as big as somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And it's like motherfucker, they said the same shit. Yeah. But the fact that you you feel like we're here's the thing: when people feel like they're on the same level as you, the energy they give you is different. Mm-hmm. But when they feel like you're above when they're when you're above them in any capacity, they know that their hateful comment it don't work because you're already too successful, mm-hmm. bro. Me and Keith are still ascending regardless. Yeah. We're, we're not worried about, I swear to God, we're not even bothered by the hateful shit just mm-hmm. because we made it to a place. Now, Eddie McGee, five years ago, I would have been in my feelings like, oh, that's messed up. We're not really like that. That's yeah. bullshit, man. They shouldn't be saying it. But, dude, I don't, dude, I'm 37, homie. Mm. You think I care about, like, bro, I do a dangerous job for a living. I drive a, a bomb for a living. Mm hmm. Do you think I care about a couple comments coming from somebody that's probably using Wi-Fi? Mm-hmm. You probably got your internet service cut off. Your you probably using you probably using McDonald's Wi-Fi, arguing with in, in the goddamn YouTube. Also, these people like the the thing that bothered me about it too is like um, if y'all was really if y'all really cared about Rich Boy in any capacity, y'all would go stream his music. Right, niggas is not playing. We could go look at his Spotify numbers now. It's probably in the. It's probably in the six digits or something like that monthly, if mm-hmm. that. But 
y'all not really y'all don't really care. Y'all just be no. Y'all just want to uh, comment on something. Yeah, yeah that's all it is. Spread some spread some nonsense. No, nah, it's just selective morality. Just mm-hmm. people look people just putting that energy in there. I got mm-hmm. into a little argument with a blue check mark. I didn't really get in an argument. I just disagreed with what she had posted, mm-hmm. and she came in with some crazy energy, mm-hmm. and I just had to like kind of extinguish the conversation. Like, hey, mm-hmm. God bless, enjoy your day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People people be thinking because they got a blue check mark, everything they post is right too. That's true. It's like motherfuckers, get out of here, y'all some weirdos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't want to spend too much time on. Shout this. out to Rich Boy. Yeah, shout out to Rich Boy. I hope I hope he's doing at least twenty five percent less drugs. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, you know how they got like a diet version of, you know, they got like Coors Light. Yeah. You know, I hope he's doing like a light version of the heavy shit that he's working. He's you doing. know, when we would stop joking on Rich Boy, if he drop a remix to the song and it's like, Rich Boy Rehab, all the niggas deep, bitch. You said what? Rehab? Rich Boy Rehab. Yeah. If he go to rehab, then we'll stop. I was like, what'd you say? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Yeah, rich boy getting his life together, getting <laughs> off them drugs. Yeah, then I'm gonna be like, all right. I'm like, yeah, I'll stop. Okay, right. no more jokes for me. We got no reason to, unless the song is trash. You'd be like, we're glad you're going to rehab. <laughs> That's a terrible remix. <laughs> you should have got with Metro Boomin or something. <laughs> Metro Boomin. <laughs> <laughs> Metro Boomin wants some more, nigga. <laughs> he got like two tags. Yeah, and if he got, got Metro, don't trust Metro, you. Don't trust you. I won't shoot you. Yeah. Beautiful. I think his biggest song, Metro's biggest song, was uh, like, If a Metro don't trust y'all, bitch, beautiful morning. Yeah. Give me some of that morning, man. Yeah. Sit in the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was probably West. Metro's biggest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of producers that really have some huge songs. But fuck all that. Let's switch gears. Switching gears. Recently, Steve Lacey. Um, for those that need context, I wish I knew you wanted me. I wish I knew that Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey just did a live performance recently about five days ago. And during that performance, matter of fact, fuck that. I'm going to go ahead and open the article. How about that? So you get it from the dragon's mouth. There you go. All right. Steve Lacey addressed the video showing him destroying a fan's camera uh, after they appeared to throw at him. Uh, shout out to the people not throwing disp- disposable cameras at me, just coming to catch a vibe and connect. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, excuse me. Uh, oh, well, they show the video here. Uh, Steve continues stating that he doesn't believe I owe anyone an apology. Maybe I could have reacted better. Sure, always. I'm a student of life, but I'm a real person with real feelings and real reactions. I'm not a product or a robot. I am human. Uh, he added I will continue to give my all at at these shows please come with respect for yourself and others please thank you Uh, please thank you love you right but he took somebody's phone and he fucking crushed it and then he walked off the stage Mm -hmm. right Um, I have a problem with Steve Lacey let me be very fucking clear I guess Steve Lacey feels slighted (laughs) because his song got bigger than him right Mm -hmm. he's been doing music for a while and he's a good artist don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong Steve Lacey Good artist. I've heard a lot of his music. It's a vibe. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that song, uh, uh, I Wish I Knew You Wanted Me, uh, or Bad Habit, excuse me. It's called Bad Habit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's massive on TikTok. Mm-hmm. He's charted with that song. And a lot of people that it know that- like the number one song in the country or something. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people who love that song came to his concert. And when he sang that song, once he got past that part, a lot of them didn't know- 
the lyrics mm-hmm. to the song. And it, it kind of bothered him. And at one point at, a, at, at the co- live concert, he was singing a song and then he switched it up and he's like, all right, next song, right? As like a joke or something. You can't tell people how to support you. Mm-hmm. You can't get mad at people for not knowing your fucking songs. In fact, Mr. Lacey, what you should do is if you got a bunch of people who came to your song from tick came to your concert from TikTok and bought the tickets, you could you could say, "Hey, a lot of you guys may be new here. If you don't know the lyrics, just clap along." That's what you could have did, Steve. Have you forgotten the times and you got seven listens? Have you forgot about the people that are trying to build a fan base? These people paid money to go to your show. You need to show them some fucking respect. Mm-hmm. One girl said, hey, will you say hi to my mom? He's like, no, be quiet. <laughs> like, bro, you don't disrespect people that come to your show. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck how you feel if they're casuals, whatever. They spent money to come see you perform. And in fact, if you feel they're casuals, then you could earn that respect and make new fans. Mm-hmm. Why would you get up there and act like, I'm, I'm going to say it. Steve Lacey got up there and acted like a pussy. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. That's disrespectful. You don't do that. You know, they start throwing shit at him, but a lot of that happened after he showed that he didn't want them there. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably feels like I have people who've been listening for years and you guys just fucking came from TikTok. And he popped a little attitude. This nigga was on his period up on the stage. <laughs> like, that's not okay. I totally disagree with it. And I think that if you don't like what whatever said people come to support you, that's more of your problem. You need to find a way to deal with it. Before I toss it off to Keith, Larry June had a recent live uh, a live performance. Somebody threw their merch on stage, which I thought they should have not done. And Larry looked down and said, yo, is this somebody's merch down here? And it was like, yeah, that's my merch. He's like, good job, merch. <laughs> and he just kept performing. Mm-hmm. Right? This, but it's Steve Lacey. This motherfucker just flipped out. Mm-hmm. That was inexcusable, man. Yeah, I think that for Steve Lacey, he's he's a young guy. He's only twenty four years yeah. old. Yeah, and I think that um, he's he's from the the band The Internet, and he you know Sid is the lead singer in the band, and she's kind of the the one that you know is you know the one that people primarily know. Um, and after the band started to kind of go their separate ways, he started to, you know, release more solo music. And it looks like he and I haven't I don't even know if I've ever heard the song, but it seems like he caught one. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, after working song. after working for so many years. Um, but it just seems like the you know how they used to always talk about back in the day, like artist development where, yeah. you know, artists, they would be put through like mock interviews and. You know they work on their presentation, right. and, you know their their uh, their etiquette and all these different things. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it, I guess, what it seems like to me is that his star rose so fast mm-hmm. that he wasn't one. He may not necessarily be like have the uh, the personality to handle mm. such such fame, or you know he just ha- he's taking his lumps in real life. You know, so he's kind of um, you know doing these things that may that may have been like on a smaller scale if he was an artist like developing, but he's doing this development in real time. And we're just kind of seeing that. And then also like some people just weird, like, I don't know. He he comes off and I don't know him personally, but he has like a very eclectic, um, you know, uh, he seems to be very eclectic. Yeah. He just kind of has that, that, that personality to him. So I don't know. He's just 
and he's like, like you said, he's not he doesn't want to apologize for anything. And I don't know. I just think that what what happens in those situations, um, it kind of turns you off as a fan. Because I think for a lot of people, they're a fan of the song more so than they're a fan of like him as a as a human being. But that can that can easily like like you see um, situations like the baby where you know he, he's not getting the same looks no more. Like he just he just released the album mm-hmm. a few weeks ago and it um, it didn't sell as many records as you know most people thought. Mm-hmm. He's not getting the same playlist looks. He's not getting the same you know he's not selling the same. Uh, amount of tickets for live shows and stuff like that and I think that's because people are turned off of him as as a human being so Mm. I think for for a guy like Steve Lacey I don't I don't imagine he would come across this podcast but if he do or anybody that kind of looks up to him or wants to you know uh, reach a certain level of fame in terms of music entertainment podcasts whatever type of uh, social media whatever um, you just have to be be I think you got to you got to treat every person in that audience like they truly matter. A hundred percent. Because they do. Yeah, they're spending money to see you. Um, you know, they drive in sometimes. Who knows where the show is. Right. Like you say, say you got some fans going out there from Bakersfield. They drive in an hour and a half to see you probably on a work, like on a work day. You know what I mean? They might right. have hop, got off of work, hopped on the, um, the I-5 and shot down to the show and, you know, only to be disrespected. So... I don't know. I think for 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 us, the way we move, like I genuinely appreciate anybody that yeah. you know has any sort of investment into what we do. Whether they listen to the whole podcast, whether they mm-hmm. only watch the clips on Instagram, whatever the case may be, I treat everybody Hell with yeah. the same amount of respect. Yeah. Oh, look here. Let me be very clear when I say this, especially when we get to the end. I say, hey, if you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I mean that. You could be doing anything else. Mm-hmm. This is what a lot of these content creators and musicians need to understand, bro. There are so many other podcasts. There are so many other songs. There's so many other artists. They listening to you, though. Mm-hmm. There's 24 hours in a day, and they took however many minutes of their day to listen to your content. Can you please show these people respect? These people will be the very reason why me and Keith make it and make a huge break into the podcasting space. It's because of these people, the people that listen while they're in, while they're commuting to work mm-hmm. or the ones that are telling their friends or the ones that are like, yo, I found this podcast out of nowhere. These guys are great. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you don't disrespect these people. Who the mm-hmm. fuck are you? Mm-hmm. Who, who are you without these people? Can we be honest? Yeah. You know, you could say, oh, they casuals. Oh, they not real fans. They whatever. Bro, who the fuck are you without these people? Because yeah. they, they sure did buy those tickets and they sold out. Mm-hmm. That don't make no sense, dog. That, that just doesn't make sense. I don't I don't see it. Because, see, I come from a time that when me and Keith first started, we was getting five listens, six listens in a week. <laughs> in a week. Numbers was low. Super low. But me and Keith just kept going. Kept yeah. going, kept going, kept going, kept going, and they just kept numbers kept going up, going up, going up, going up, and they still going up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is, is when you have respect, you know, a way you really respect people too is by putting out your content and not doing it in a judgmental way, saying like, "Man, y'all only gave us 20 lessons last week, man. Come on, y'all got to step it up." Like, yeah. who the fuck am I to tell you what to do? 
I'm not yeah. telling you how to consume this content. It's up to me to gain your attention. Thank you. That's, that's my job. It's not up to you to like, you know, to be forced into it. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. that's that's my job. Yeah. It, you know, our YouTube ain't it don't it ain't doing great, but that's okay. The numbers have been getting better lately, but it takes a while to build a following. You got to be a person that you have to have the foresight to look four or five years down the line. Mm-hmm. That that's, Success is not built over a night. Mm-hmm. You see what it's doing to this motherfucker? You know, he's been, he been making music a while, but that song literally catapulted his career to the point to where these people are coming from TikTok. Yeah. They're like, I love that song. I wish I knew you wanted me. Is that what it's called, right? It's called Bad Habit. But they're like, I wish I knew you wanted me. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. They don't even give a fuck about what the song is called. And so, I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, what the thing that's tricky about that, too, is somebody, somebody is yearning for people to know 30 seconds of their song. Hell yeah. And you, you know, out here disrespecting those those people that. So, I don't know. You just got and that's I think for us, too, like, it's one thing to say it, but it's one thing to like really be it. Because even for for us, we got reached out to by uh, Kamal and Frank. You know, they asked us Shout to, out be, to, them, man. to be on our on their podcast. Eddie Eddie had to work. Yeah. So um, I just hit him up. I was like, Yeah, man. Like y- y'all been yeah. supporting us for a very Years. long time. Shout yeah. out to Think Tank Podcast, man. Exactly. So um, um, I uh, so yeah. So they reached out to me to do the podcast, and I was like. Like sure, I just did it. Like I just did it just because, like I knew they supported me. But when mm-hmm. I got on there, they they was just showing so much love. Yeah, so I was just them. like, you know, like that's what it should look like for Steve 100%. Lacey. But you know, if that was the same situation with Steve Lacey, he probably would have just you know pushed it to the side and you know whatever. The case. Here's the reason why everything Steve Lacey did was wrong. Post Malone is way bigger than him. At Post Malone's concerts, people be like, oh, my God, take my... He be taking people's phones, taking selfies of himself, taking pictures of people, FaceTiming motherfuckers Mm -hmm. in the stands. They mom, hey, what's up? I'm with your daughter right now. He be interacting on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? At a a concert, he slipped, fell, and fucked his ribs up. And it's something else. And he apologized to the fans. And he apologized. He said, I'm so sorry, you guys. Mm -hmm. I wish I could perform longer. And he was literally fucked up. He had to go to the hospital. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, when I come back here, I'm gonna rock even harder for you guys. Yeah. And and people were like, it's okay, Post. We love you. Look, look yeah. at them comments on Post Malone shit. Mm-hmm. We love you, Post. We love you. It's okay. Get better. Yeah. Because he he's managed to gain this following and keep it by being a decent person. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you something, dog. That it even took me by surprise. I figured, you know, Post Malone has a pretty good singing voice. It's okay. He has an okay singing voice. Wrong. Mm-hmm. This nigga's singing voice got even better. Yeah. Did he you been see? working on himself. Man. Working on his skills. Remember that song, uh, Return of the Mac? He mm-hmm. remixed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got up there and he was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But he did it with like a deep singing voice. I was like, this dude got better singing. He's a respectful, loving guy. Mm-hmm. His fans love him. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it. Not with this Steve Lacey weird... You said eclectic. That's one way to define it, but eccentric is another way. Yeah, you know, he, he, there's many, many different uh, dictionary terms we could use for Mr. Lacey. Yeah, um, but I'll just call him a dick because <laughs> you you gotta you gotta do better than that, man. Mm-hmm. I pray for the day that me and Keith could look out and see 500 people. Mm-hmm. We could see 300, 500 people that came to a show to see us. Mm-hmm. It's like I literally might spend two hours hugging everybody. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. I might spend an extra hour and a half hugging people, taking pictures. I don't give a fuck how tired I get. You see what Kobe did? Mm-hmm. 
Kobe went to like a book signing, right? And at the end of it, it was people in there. And he said, and they said, all right, it's over. And then Kobe came back. He's like, hey, it's not over, Todd. Take a picture and sign everybody's stuff. This nigga Kobe stayed in there and got a picture with everybody and signed all their shit. And it was a gang of people. Kobe and Kobe is an athlete. He's not really his, his success is not really predicated on like people showing up. Yeah. You know, all he got to do is go play basketball. Yeah. Kobe and look, Kobe didn't have to do that shit. Mm-hmm. And you you hear what his wife said? He said she said Kobe didn't take time off because you know, he did it for the fans. You know, the people that came to see him that day, he didn't want to be off and hurt that day. So he always wanted to be there for the fans. Because mm-hmm. his wife even mentioned, you know, when he was a kid and he wanted to see Magic or certain players and they would be hurt, mm-hmm. how it would be a letdown for him. So Kobe always wanted to be on the court, even when he wasn't healthy, mm-hmm. for that kid that finally got to see him play. I'm like, yo, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me and Keith pop up every week. Let me tell you something, dog. We can't underestimate what our value is to somebody listening to us. Mm-hmm. What if you know we missed we missed one? We didn't miss a week. We can't. We did it late because Keith ruined it. He had he had COVID. But um, no, God did. You know? <laughs> God made Keith sit down for like half a week. But somebody was like, "Oh man, I like listening to you guys Monday." Man, where's the podcast? I said, mm-hmm. "Man, I apologize." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Keith came down with COVID. Mm-hmm. But you know, some people like to start their week off, man. They they got two guys, you know, thirties and late thirties, and with with objective opinions that bring comedy and you know satire to a conversation, mm-hmm. and they they've invested in it. And and what what makes them invested in the show? And I'll just say it: I think what makes a lot of people invested in this podcast is how invested we are. Mm-hmm. When a motherfucker shows up every week for over four and a half years, they know we're serious. Mm-hmm. So their their ear to this podcast becomes a little more serious then. Yeah. We ain't that- took no gaps, man. We done been through some shit. I lost my dad, man. Mm-hmm. Two months ago, my dad passed. Keith lost two of his uncles. Mm-hmm. We've been through shit like all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? We're not trying to shit on nobody else. We mm-hmm. just have a, a passion that runs deep for this content. And we just, we got to give it to you guys for us and for the listener. Mm-hmm. That something? was deep, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to say to follow you, that up. You had something to say, and then you just... <laughs> nah, I didn't have nothing to say. I maybe was it's the wig, man. The fucking Goku. Nah, it's Naruto. You, oh, it's Naruto. Naruto See, I'm not very in. nuanced in the... I think Eddie don't know nothing about anime. Man, I was born in 85, man. You know, I, back then when I was coming up, we had Thundercats. We yeah. had fucking Voltron. We had Transformers. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a little bit of G.I. Joe. We had Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. We had that type of shit. I wasn't heavy into the anime. Now, mm-hmm. your brother was for some reason. Yeah, Desmond. Desmond was on. Yeah, he was on that mm-hmm. shit. But, I, but it, you know, the whole, even the, um, I, I remember when Pokemon first started in America. Yeah. Pokemon first popped off in America in 97. 97. Mm-hmm. I was That's in crazy. seventh grade, and they was like, yo, I got this Pokemon. I was like, shut the fuck up. I got a uh, Game Boy Color <laughs> at the crib. Really? Mm-hmm. How With old the, is it? Um, it's like a, it's like a, re, like a remodel or whatever. Like a, The original uh, Game Boy Color, that shit came out in like 95, mm-hmm. 96. Because mm-hmm. Game Boy only came in, it was blank. Mm-hmm. It, it, not blank, but it was only like in black and green or whatever the fuck that yeah, color. Yeah, like weird yeah. kind of. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, back in the day, a popular title for that was like Home Alone was a big title. Mm-hmm. Home Alone and shit like that. Yeah. And then uh, they start coming out with the color games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Oh, I think um, one of the things I was going to say was the the podcast for Kamal and Frank is the Magic Think Tank. That's what I just podcast. said. And they said the Think Tank podcast. 
You said the think tank. Oh, podcast. that's right. My bad. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so when you're looking it up, it's not the Magic Think Tank, think tank the podcast. Magic think tank po- the yeah. Magic Think Tank podcast. Kamal, the, bla- Kamal, the Black Seinfeld. Yeah. Kamal got that afro. Yeah. And got a tall afro. If, if you're looking for him and you find a light-skinned nigga with a beard, that's him. <laughs> that's, that's Kamal. <laughs> that's him. Yeah, yeah. man. So yeah, shout out to him and shout out to uh, Byron too. I, shout out to Byron. Yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't uh, talked to him in quite some time. Well, yeah, not talked pop, to him. I, I seen him popping up here and there. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to Byron, shout cool to guy. Because mm-hmm. him at first it was uh, Kamal and Byron had the podcast, mm-hmm. and you know they they was both showing love a long time, like yeah, a, long a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah, and I was like, who is these niggas, man? You know, mm-hmm. and then I was like, yo, these are just some nigga regular niggas showing love. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think the the thing about it that's kind of sad. I was kind of like, yo, who is these niggas, yo? But it's like, what do you expect? This is people that like content. <laughs> this is people that like content, yo. Niggas be weird when people show them love. Yeah. Like, who is this nigga? Yo, who is this nigga DMing me, man? Yeah, who is this person liking me for? <laughs> Why this person like me, son? <laughs> but it, it goes to, it, that's more of a reflection of you. You don't yeah. feel like you deserve people liking what you do. Yeah. And that's your problem. You have to grow out of that and be like, hey, man, these are just some people that like the content. And, you know, here's the thing about people like Kamal, you know, and... Uh, and Byron and and uh, uh, and and his homie Frank. Frank. Mm-hmm. The the thing about people like them that makes them genuine is the fact that they can look at us and be like, "All oh, these niggas ain't made it yet." They don't have to support because nah. we just regular dudes. Yeah, but yeah. these niggas are like, "Yo, we love y'all shit, man." Yeah. you know, showing yeah. us love. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about it is, is when a person is able to look at you and almost in your infancy, and they can see your mm-hmm. growth and your content, and they like what you do. Mm-hmm. That's big because most niggas don't wait until you blow up till they like you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, 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 you know what's funny though? I remember when me and Desmond, more, more like, more your brother though, when Desmond really found Drake. Mm-hmm. When Desmond found Drake early, mm-hmm. he was like, hey, Eddie, man, this is this nigga named Drake. He dope. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he just showed me a bunch of his music and then he got me on Drake. We talking about 2008, bro. Yeah. It, I don't even think it was 09 yet. Yeah. And um, then he came out with uh, Best I Ever Had. That's when that nigga blew up. That's when it was over. From Best I Ever Had to like, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, Drake was that guy. He ain't that guy no more. <laughs> Drake, because that album he had, that whole thing was terrible. <laughs> that little dance hall thing. Yeah. And then, and oh, well, <laughs> I took your daughter to the prom last night. She said that I could not be like that. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, you need to go to the light skin store and get repaired. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> they need to keep that original seat receipt for Drake back in 2009 <laughs> and get that Drake back. <laughs> this is like refurbished Drake. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's, this this album. It's, if, if Rich I... boys selling crack. All them haters want to check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, he doing a Rich Boy remake now? Oh, man. Throw some D's on it. <laughs> Throw some D's. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Drake just be making any sound. Nobody's going to correct Drake for what he does. Drake don't even sing. It's just noises. You notice that? Yeah. Oh, man. I've never seen another human being sing like that. He harmonizes in the most weird way. His voice hasn't got better since 2009. 
It's the same voice. You said I told you Post Malone got better at singing. <laughs> you know, certain artists got better. T-Pain got better at singing. Gambino. Gambino got better yeah. at singing. Drake. Same old 2009 Drake. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. You know, you ever seen those memes that have been popping up with the little spirit package? Yeah. Yeah, they should have Drake from 2009. Same voice. <laughs> Different haircut. <laughs> just the beard added. <laughs> It was some funny ones on there. I can't think of them right now, but those things are funny. Oh, yeah. They had one with Jimmy Garoppolo. That shit was funny as a motherfucker. <laughs> Said, handsome average quarterback package. <laughs> yeah, that nigga's terrible. <laughs> yeah, man. But, yeah. Um, to summarize this conversation, we just jumped way off. If you're a content creator in any capacity, any capacity, podcaster, musician, rapper, whatever, um, be thankful for anybody who took a moment from their day because we all got things going on. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to listen to anything you were working on. Make sure you 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 thank them and you appreciate these people because they ultimately are going to be the reason why you become successful in any capacity. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. Switching gears um, on Halloween. Um, some states take extra safety measures to keep sex offenders away from kids. Let me just go ahead and read the article. All right. Uh, Okay. Bam. Here it is. Um, As people stock up on Halloween candy, some cities and states are imposing extra measures to make sex offenders, to make sure sex offenders don't answer when little ghouls and goblins knock on their door. In several states, including Georgia and California, some supervised sex offenders will not be allowed to have contact with kids under 18. With that in mind, law enforcement agencies are taking steps to Halloween to ensure sex offenders don't come near trick-or-treaters. I don't, need, I don't let my kids roam in the neighborhood alone on Halloween for many reasons, said a- a- Albany Wilkins of Indianapolis. I feel a little better knowing that sex offenders are under city watch that day. Once you've robbed a child of their innocence, I have no concerns for your feelings as an individual. Here's what some states and jurisdictions are doing. Conducting an evening home check. Okay, we don't need to read all that. Okay, here's the thing. Um, I get it. I, hey, I get it, okay? But I think kids should be supervised anyways. You shouldn't be out there just letting a motherfucking five-year-old run with another group of five-year-olds. They're going to end up at a Catholic priest's house. <laughs> they be like, oh, God. So you're dressed up as a priest, huh? <laughs> I can show you how to be a priest in my back room. You come <laughs> in here. I have more candy inside. <laughs> like, take a... It's just... It's weird, man. We got to... We, we, Give me oh. five Hail Marys. Oh, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. You, you could be knocking on OJ Simpson's door. He ain't a sex offender, but he will kill your motherfucking ass. Yeah. I think about some of the stuff that we did as kids that is not accept- acceptable in, right. in 2022. Yeah. Like, just even, like, playing outside. Like, you know, I don't have no kids, but I have, like, uh, nieces and nephews, and I just mm-hmm. don't imagine... The way that we used to play outside, the way that we used to roam the city, that oh, like, man. that would be okay for you know this younger generation. Yeah, but I think we had like I think it was, I think it was cool we did, man. We one of the last generations that really played outside. I don't see kids playing outside at all no more, man. It's kind of sad to be honest. Yeah, you know we it. but we used to, we didn't just play outside. We went on like adventures, yeah. and sometimes we did shit we should have not been doing for sure. You know you and you chilling with one of your cousins that come from out of town, and this nigga go throw a rock at a window and bust a window out. You like fuck now we gotta run i for sure have broken broken a couple windows like god damn why did darnell from los angeles gotta keep coming down here yeah 
Darnell was cool though. Yeah, he was always a cool like, kid. He, he had like some swag. Like he'd be like, dang. Hey, he always had like the new toys that nobody had. New toys, new shoes, new clothes. Nigga had a swaggy. Game Boy Color in '93 before it came out in '95. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, at the Game Boy Color. Yeah, nigga had all the new toys and all that. He had sex before everybody. Yeah, nigga busting nuts in junior high. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I wasn't even thinking about sex in junior high. Some people's really having sex in junior. I was for sure thinking about sex in junior high. Yeah, I mean a little bit like titties yeah. and shit. Like, <laughs> but it wasn't like no major. Like, I, I know people that was really nah. legit fucking. Yeah, I didn't have a. I didn't. I knew. I had the desire to do it, but I just didn't have the. Um, the wherewithal to actually make it happen. Yeah, man. Like if when you were a kid, basically. Yeah. You thinking about like the new episode of this motherfucking anime. Yeah. You know, you're not even like pussy ain't even on the horizon yet. Yeah. But I, I know this dude, man. Uh, 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 shout out to the homie. I don't want to say his name like that, but he he was getting pussy in the eighth grade and got his girl pregnant mm-hmm. in eighth grade. Like at the end of the eighth grade year, she was already pregnant. Yeah. I was like, damn, before freshman year in high school, he already had a son, bro. You talk about 99, he my age. Mm-hmm. So that would make his son fuck. How old is his son now? That'd be 20, what, 22? 23 years old? Mm-hmm. That's crazy, bro. He got a 23, 24-year-old son. Yeah, I'm going to say, no, that's 20. What was the kid be like? Thir- he had him when he was, what, 13? Like 14? 13, 14. 13, 14. That's crazy, yo. Damn. That's, that's a trip. Man, they was already parents in high school from mm-hmm. freshman year down. <clears throat> Your life is just different. It's just different, bro. Yeah. You always got a baby with you everywhere now, man. Yeah. Had the baby so young. Mm-hmm. It's a trip, bro. You, they, his, Him and his son look more like brothers than dad and son. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this nigga's son got a beard and shit. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, yo? You kind, you kind of, re- like, as a kid, I feel like, I feel like you kind of reckless. So it's not even, like, you just... I think people need to wait to have sex just to be like, just have the mental capacity to make good decisions. Yeah, man. Because yeah. you you 13 years old, you're not worried about no condom. You, you done even, took yeah. sex ed maybe, but you're not really worried about wearing no protection. You're just having sex. Yeah, bro. Terrible. And it ain't even good sex. It's just kind of like yeah, busting us in two seconds. Yep. Yeah, let, let's, let's get back on task, Keith. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they trying to protect the kids from motherfuckers, uh, you know, these these pedophiles, man. Mm-hmm. I, and I get it, you know. Um, and truth be told, we probably all got candy from pedophiles and didn't know it. You know, we probably woke up a little dizzy the next day like, wow, that candy was so sweet. Like, nigga, that was fentanyl. That wasn't, uh, <laughs> that, that wasn't the Skittles, man. Why is my butt sore? <laughs> <laughs> Every year when I go to Mr. Wilkins' house, my butt hurts. Mom, she's like, oh, Mr. Wilkins is a very nice man. You find out 20 years later, this nigga was a pedophile. They'd be like, it's okay to speak, Jimmy. It's like, I'm, I'm fucking 40 now. I told you when I was three. What the fuck? <laughs> Trying to tell you about this nigga, man. Oh, man. He was a booty snatcher back in 92. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's um, important, though, because it's a... It's a, it's just like I said. It's a different world now. Yeah. And um, I don't, I don't know. I wonder what, what has changed. Probably the internet in terms of like what a, what a pedophile looked like years ago versus now. Like I'm sure there's guys that are on Instagram and Facebook and stuff that are like contacting these younger girls through. Oh man. Yeah. Look here, homie. Back in the day, I could tell you straight up. 
Back in the day when I was in high school, it was grown ass men coming to the campus picking up high school girls. Yeah. I I'm telling you right now, I'd be a dude like 27, 25, and they coming to pick up their 16 year old girlfriend mm-hmm. after school. Grown ass man. 27 picking up 16. Bro, I'm telling you, I used to see niggas with full beards coming to BHS picking girls up. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's weird. I used to know motherfucking grown ass men at the bus stops. At the bus, the, the get bus terminals, because back, back when I was like in high school and a little bit in college, I took the bus. Mm-hmm. I see grown ass men at the <clears> bus <throat> stop waiting for high school girls. Mind you, these dudes at this time had to be like 25, 26, mm-hmm. and they fucking 15, 16 year old girls. This is like 2000 and, <sighs> 2006, 2005. Dang. Yeah. That's Why one, didn't you say nothing? I was a fucking kid. The fuck am I going to do? You can say something, man. I wasn't in the mind space. I wasn't in the headspace. I was just like these niggas weird. That was my. That's all. That's, that's as all far it as it went. That's huh? as far as it went. Yeah. But now I'd be like, hey man, uh, you need yeah, help. You get out of here. I, now I call the police. Yeah. I'd be like, hey man, you got some motherfuckers over here talking to these girls, man. You need to get them out of here. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know. But you know the sick thing is it be dudes like that be like, shit, she might be sixteen, but her body is not. You be like, what the fuck did that mean? Yeah. She look like a grown woman to me. I'm that like, bro, crazy. you you can't just give motherfuckers, uh, what do you call that? Uh, you, they can't identify as an 18 year old when they yeah, have a trans age, trans trans age. Yeah, they can, you can't trans you can't trans age a motherfucker. <laughs> That's a 15 year old girl, you sick fucker. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you heard about all these stories that happened years ago. Uh, uh, candy with razor blades in it and shit. Yeah, I seen a, I just read an article from Arizona. In 2016, somebody put a motherfucking razor blade in a, in a Snickers bar. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's terrible. I'd have been disappointed. Oh, man. I'd have been like, man, especially a Snickers bar. Mm-hmm. Man, you, I done sliced my tongue up for that? Yeah. Snickers is all right, though. That's like some prison stuff, too. It is. Yeah. It's like they, it's like they what do you call that? Uh, Get the, get the Snicker to Leroy at 5 p.m. <laughs> He's been talking shit, eh? <laughs> Put the give it a Leroy. That black fool, yeah. Remember look at him. him. Look at him eating. eating. He's eating it, fool. Look at him. Look at him. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> get this snicker to Leroy. <laughs> Leroy, like fuck, man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. You that, that's some prison shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> get a snicker to Leroy. No, 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 no. If if it was in prison, it'd be different. They'd be like, uh, give that. Give that snicker to Leroy, but tell him it's the one without peanuts. He has a peanut allergy, eh? <laughs> he has a peanut. Leroy be like, mm, it's always good. <laughs> hey, there's peanuts in here. Oh, somebody help. <laughs> guard, guard, <laughs> guard, guard. This is a cold war in there. Yeah, it's terrible, it's man. Peanuts, too. That's crazy. Yeah, keep the peace, man. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, but hey, you guys be safe on Halloween, man. Yeah. Yeah, keep your kids safe. out there. You know what's ironic? It's funny how, like, probably a year ago, people was like, it's a social distance. It's still COVID out here. And all of a sudden, now everybody trick-or-treating. Yeah. I knew everybody was going to forget about COVID. Yeah. You going to niggas' houses and shit now with no mask on. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, everybody going to keep getting COVID, bro. It's mm-hmm. just like, man, just fuck it. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, man. Yeah. You know, let your little kid, let let Ryu and Ken and, and the Ninja Turtles, There's everybody going to get COVID now. Mm-hmm. They got COVID on their candy probably now. <laughs> These motherfuckers breathing on shit. Yeah. 
And don't worry, you're going to get COVID from China, too. Because mm. all them little outfits y'all bought, the little Naruto, they've been breathing in them boxes. They, yeah. they breathing over all that shit. And they just sending COVID in a box. Yeah. They shipping at Amazon Prime like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it looked like. Because um, last year at our at our house, um, nobody came by. Really? So, yeah, I wonder if that was just because of like it's COVID. You know, COVID still. So I wonder what it would look like this year. I don't know. Well, I'll be at work, so I don't. I don't know. What I might do though, what I might do is I might put a bucket up there. Mm. I might put a bucket of candy out there if I happen to give a fuck. But we'll mm. we'll see. Mm. But you know, I don't. I, I hate kids. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> kids are cool. Kids are cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember I put a sign up that said no candy, and motherfuckers kept knocking. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, you know, niggas can't read. Yeah, that was, it was kids. It was adults and kids. Yeah. I'm like, none of y'all niggas can read? It's a big sign that said no candy. Yeah. Mom standing out there. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. I was like, look, the mom could come in. Everybody else got to stay outside. <laughs> I got some candy for you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, I want some black candy. <laughs> I got some black candy. That sounds like one of those... Uh, one of those blacked episodes. Yeah. It'd be like on the next blacked. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know what blacked is, it's a it's a just Google it. Just if you Google blacked, don't do it around people. <laughs> just I guess it's just a genre of porn yeah. of these like innocent, regular looking women that are having sexual relations with these black dudes yeah. that have like a baseball for a penis. <laughs> You mean a baseball bat? Yeah, like a ba- oh yeah, baseball bat for mm-hmm. a penis. Yeah, the Louisville Slugger. They'd be like, Jesus Christ, man, what the fuck is this? <laughs> How is this person human? You know what I tripped out on one day? I was watching uh, like porn, I guess, and like I looked at the thumbnail. Yeah. And um, what I realized is the thumbnail was like a picture. Uh huh. So oftentimes the thumbnail be like like a sexual like right, a sexual right. act right, 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 but i was like yo he really posed with his dick inside her and like she made like a scrunched up face you know what i mean well like well they it's like the production purpose like it's not the video it's really like a like imagine if a photographer is okay yeah daquan stick your dick in her right there okay <laughs> all right all right leslie just raise your foot up that a little bit there you go leslie yeah you know act like it really hurts bad <laughs> it does it does hurt <laughs> <laughs> porn is hilarious, man. Yeah, like, I don't get how people get <clears throat> porn addictions. I think if you could watch porn recreationally, which is like obviously not all the time, mm-hmm. you're just a normal person, like a casual porn watcher. Yeah, but some people get they got a real problem, bro. Like just they like, got a problem, bro. You ever? Uh, some people do it like in public. Like it'd be so bad. And they'd, yeah, they'd that's watching in the public. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's weird, mm-hmm. man. You gotta you gotta you should you shouldn't watch none of that shit. Yeah, you doing that. Sometimes, like, remember when the t- the uh, the, the uh, car TVs came out? Yeah, yeah. People would have them yeah, in, in the headrest. Yeah, niggas watching porn and the thing. You got to literally put a DVD in there. You got four TVs. Ain't nobody sitting in the back. That's crazy. A big old monitor of somebody just sucking dick. And you you in a Walmart parking lot with videos of people sucking yeah. dick on there. That was that was a wild time, bro. That was weird. That was stuff. like 2009, 2010. Yeah. You know, when people, everybody was buying the same Lexani rims. <laughs> everybody had the same Lexani rims. Yeah. You know, uh, what was the other one that, that 50 Cent shouted out? 
on his uh, uh, Giovanni, Giovanni rims. He's like some 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 Giovanni, Giovanni rims. <laughs> then everybody got them fucking Giovannis. Got the Giovannis. You know, and back the low in the pros, low pros. Back yeah. in the day, it was uh, spree wells for a <clears> little spree bit. Spree wells, but everybody had the fake spree wells. Yeah, remember for a little bit, AutoZone <clears> was selling the fake spinners. Yeah. AutoZone the had hubcaps. the f- hubcat spinners. I'm yeah. like, nigga, why the fuck would you put that on your car? I see niggas with niggas is like had Hondas with the, Bro, with the spinners on there. Back in the day, a three six had that song. I'm riding spinners. I'm riding spinners. That don't, don't stop. stop. I'm riding spinners. I'm riding spinners. And the, they roll it. And then I seen somebody from AutoZone come out and the rims, the the hubcap spinning, but one of them stuck. <laughs> I'm like, if that you was all bad when the when the uh, the little lubrication. Like it just stopped working, and then like two of them work, and then yeah. the other two don't work. If you don't spray some WD forty on that shit, yeah, to get that shit back spinning, boy. That's crazy. Yeah, that was a crazy. Time. Was that like? Was that? And I, I'm, you know, sometimes you hear things as a child, and you just run with it, and it don't actually be true, but you be mm-hmm. believing in your whole life. Mm-hmm. But um, did Latrell Spreewell have something to do with the actual? Yeah, the I rims? think them was his rims, yo. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's on. what I always heard, but I yeah. just wanted to make sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Let me I'll look it up now to verify. That's almost like I'm gonna say he lucked into the it. Trail Spreewell Rims. The history of the Trail Spreewell, um, oh it says Supreme Spinner Shoes. But fuck all that. Who created Spreewell Rims? In 2003, David Folks was issued United States patent for free spinning wheel uh, patent. When David Folks could not get a booth in Los Angeles car show, he asked Latrell Sprewell to allow him to showcase them there in his booth. So it ain't Latrell Sprewell. It's somebody else. That's what I'm saying. He just used Latrell as the face. People, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's how I'm, business works. I, I remember them Spreewell shoes, though. Them motherfuckers, did, the shoes? They, they didn't last very long. Yeah. They didn't last very they long. They lasted as long as the real rims. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a very strange time. But yeah. That whole but, era of shoes was kind of weird, like with the Dada's. And, yeah, it was yeah. a weird time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the funny thing when you was talking about porn, what I don't like, I don't like violence in my porn, man. Mm-hmm. Like a dude would be hitting it or something, he'd just slap her in the face. I'm like, hey, man. That's yeah. not right. That's domestic violence. I gotta turn this off. Yeah. I don't I like peaceful porn. I don't like <laughs> I don't need no violence in my porn, man. <laughs> I don't need no degrading of women. <laughs> you like that bitch? I'm like, nah, we ain't doing this. You ain't calling her the B-word, man. <laughs> we ain't doing that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I only watch free range porn, man. I don't watch free range porn. I only re- I only watch grass fed porn. Yeah, yeah, you got green porn. Yeah, I watch the very liberal, uh, very liberal porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's a lie because I couldn't. I couldn't last watching no uh, very liberal porn. They'd yeah. be like, "That's right, respect her body and her yeah. decisions, body positivity, body positivity. Let her like positively suck your cock. <laughs> like, don't like put your hand on her head or anything. Like yeah. it should all be completely consensual. Make sure you ask two times to confirm if you're gonna confirm, stick your dick inside of her. Don't kill animals. Like don't." <laughs> Don't do anything inhumane that you shouldn't be doing. I'm a vegetarian and I'm, I'm like I'm a vegan, but I also like to swallow, so it's kind of a conflict of interest. It's but a, I still do it. It's a conflict of interest because I'm vegan and my boyfriend eats Big Mac, so <laughs> kind of like I'm eating like a Big Mac 
Like, <laughs> why do fucking why do very liberal women talk like that? I don't know. Like very, 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 very. You know what? It's 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 a it's a, a double thing. It's like either very liberal or from Los Angeles. Those are the two voices you mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. Those are the two voices you get. Yeah, they'll be like, like honestly, I feel like when you hear that, you yeah. know, they about to say some bullshit. Yeah, I hate that. I feel like I feel like, and he'd be like, well, no, no, no. What's the facts? I mean, I feel like I'm like, no, what are the facts behind what's about to come out your mouth? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to tell you. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead and tell me. What is your research? I feel like you're yeah. like, oh my God. You gotta get out of here. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I wish I had some Nickelodeon slime to pour on your motherfucking <laughs> head right now. I feel like a Trucker's Mind podcast is just so toxic. They hate women. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Why don't you validate my feelings? Validate these nuts. <laughs> I feel like Eddie all the time he like invalidates women and like I think he beats them and I think he has like women in in his basement hiding them for some reason and like he always like comes out mad at us for some reason. You'd be like, baby, you ain't never listened to an episode of this shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm. I've seen a couple posts and I'm like, come on now. Uh-huh. It'll be like, because um, me, I'm the type of person now, I was the very liberal person that would just like kind of think with the hive a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would be saying shit not realizing what I was really saying years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I'm objective. I could think for myself. Like, I w- I'll say something like, honestly, I think Trump's a fucking idiot, but I feel like he's made a lot of sense with certain things he said. They'd be like, oh, my God, if you're if you're conservative, just say that. Yeah. If you're conservative, just say it. Like, mm-hmm. don't even hide it anymore. Like, you're changed, daddy. Mm-hmm. You changed. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you just live in an echo chamber, Kimberly. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. That's your fucking problem, not mine. Yeah. He's like, totally. I, I really feel like everybody should be vegan. They should, like, outlaw meat and, like... Oh, this is the one that kills me. They should like totally take podcasts away from men. Like men should not be allowed to have podcasts anymore. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck are you talking? I've heard that on TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's like girl, some men should not have podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> why? Because they suck. It not even because they suck. Like I, I wouldn't judge them in good or bad, but mm-hmm. I just think that there's like a very toxic like yeah, um, like fresh that hyper masculine type of uh, podcast. That fresh and fit wild. sneak yeah. old type shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what they call the red pill. Yeah, the red dude. pill shit. These yeah. a lot of these men that are in that red <clears throat> pill shit. A lot of them was nerds at one point that couldn't get pussy and they hated women, and now they get a little bit of status. Yeah, and they turn into these dudes that are hyper aware. Yeah. but they shit on women though. I don't really yeah. count them, man. I'll, I'll just tell a woman. You know, I just slide in her DMs. I tell her, hey, if you want to come hang out, let's come hang out. Get some dick, and you can leave. You just be like, this is not. This is, this is not- like a version of you like post like. A little bit of notoriety. Right, 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 right. You can't do that type of shit as a regular clown. Yeah. Yeah, and not to mention, like, the guys from Fresh and Fit, man, I won't completely invalidate them. I think they've made some great points for men. But the way that they disrespect women, I'm not with that. I feel like you could be a decent dude and still respect women. Yeah. Right? These motherfuckers would be like, look here, bitch. You don't you don't get to tell me what I do. I am a high-value man. I am the prize. So when I'm the prize, it's like, dude, shut your they only bring And they're only bringing like OnlyFans girls on there. They're bringing low-dwelling, dumb women on the panel. They don't mm. really bring sharp women on there because mm. if the if the woman is has a you know objective... In like more educated background, she's gonna be able to like push back on what they say. Mm-hmm. And they've had like maybe like two girls I've seen that popped up, like I seen on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I and every, every all the rest of them is just like 
like airheads. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, and they and honestly, it's very oversaturated their platform. They're gonna they've ran out of shit to already talk about quite a while ago. You can only show so many arguments, yeah. OnlyFans chicks. You see academics how he acted. He That's was wild. he was disrespecting that. one of the girls for no reason, and she got under his skin. She was like, "I got more way more money than your man." He was like, "But he could fuck me better than you can." <laughs> and then he said something else. Man, my homie was giving you long strokes. I paid for the Airbnb. I could pull up the receipt. I was like, "Yo, just Shut chill the fuck out, up, academics." Like and then and then um, she told him something like, "Why don't you lose some weight so you can see your dick, nigga?" Damn. And then everybody was laughing at him, and he was like, "You you you know what? You know what? You, know what? you no, I'm the prize. No, no, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up." And it's mm-hmm. like you. You, that's you're in your feminine, brother. <laughs> you're in your feminine. You he was, and mm-hmm. here's why. I think as a man, when you when you have any issue with a woman, I think it's important at that moment to kind of not shut yourself down, but just try to listen to see if what she says makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then if what she says make no sense, and she's yelling and screaming and tripping out, you don't yell and scream and trip out. You say, "Hey, look, hey, let's let's have a conversation. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. We don't gotta yell. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about it. We could talk. That's okay." Right. Because what happens is when you start going blow for blow with women and you're yelling at them, they notice that you're in your feminine. Because, see, when they yell and scream at women and they yell and scream at each other, that's what women do. Men should not be yelling and screaming and disrespecting women. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. If you caught yourself yelling and screaming, here's the thing. If you catch yourself and you stop, fine. But if you're the nigga that's always arguing and yelling... You yeah. are, that's feminine energy. Mm-hmm. It really is. How many times have we seen an example? Shut up, man. I don't care about that. How about you do this? How about you do this? Yeah. Always yelling and screaming. Yeah. That's not only is that toxic, that's real feminine, yo. I wouldn't even call that feminine energy. I think that's like that's like that's just like nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it's just like out of character type. Like you you're just out of uh control of your emotions. Yeah. Yeah, but if you if you're out of control of your emotions, like that's the least masculine thing you can be. But what I'm saying is that's like unnecessarily like disrespectful to like the feminine, like just women, I guess. Mm. Like it is, it almost just makes it seem like all women are like that, and women do be getting like in that mode. But that's like mm-hmm. that's od for a woman, like yeah. for him to be acting like that, yelling at women in that capacity. Yeah, but I think male and feminine things <clears throat> exist. So if a woman's in her masculine, then she more or less like if she make more money than you, she probably feel like you less valuable or whatever the case, whatever the toxic traits of a woman being in her masculine or a woman like, I don't need no fucking man for shit. I don't need you. I don't need that. I don't need that. That's masculine energy. Mm-hmm. That's a turn off like a motherfucker. I'm not saying you need me, but for the fact that you feel like you got to try to flex on me, you could get the fuck on. I don't need you here anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're a guy and you constantly like, who is that guy? Who is that guy that you lied about? What is he doing over here? Why you mm-hmm. keep do why you keep lying to me? Mm-hmm. You in your feminine. <laughs> you are in your motherfucking feminine. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, because I've been the nigga that's been in his feminine before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize I was in it till years later. Like, yo, that was wild. Mm-hmm. But you know what happens when you do that shit? Women don't respect you at all. Mm-hmm. At all. They'll be like, he was crying, talking about what was I doing over there. You ever heard women uncut talking about a dude? Yeah. It's embarrassing. Like, he was all mad. He was all fussy talking about how did I know that guy and all this shit. Like, he just needs to stop acting like a bitch. I've heard women say this. Mm -hmm. Even the best women 
will get tired of a dude when that dude is in his feminine. Because you ain't supposed to be there when you're a dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm human. I've had some some uh, moments I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. But you learn, like, hey, man, you got to be the dude that got to have a cool head. You can't be motherfucking screaming back and forth. Who was, who was that person? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you talking to DeAndre at midnight? Hey, bro, it's a TikTok that you got to see. I forgot what it's called. But it was this dude. They was in class. Mm-hmm. And it was other dude. It was like, so like, are you are you talking to Shelly too? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, what's up? He's like, and I guess it was the dude, the nerdy simp dude that liked the girl. Mm-hmm. But it was some other dude that was like a Chad that mm-hmm. was in class that was also talking to the girl he liked. Mm-hmm. And then this nigga literally looked at the dude, the Chad that had the girls, mm-hmm. and he was like, dude, why you keep talking to her, man? <laughs> why you keep talking to her? <laughs> and it went viral, and it mm-hmm. was hilarious. Oh, this is a real, this it's is a real, real life. Yeah, oh, I thought this was it's a skit. A, it's a real TikTok. Yeah, mm-hmm. the dude was like, he's like, are you talking to Emily too? He was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm talking to Emily too. <laughs> you know, real cool. The real cool niggas is getting a lot of pussy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm talking to her too. He's like, why you keep talking to her for, <laughs> man? Why you keep talking to her for? <laughs> <laughs> he was crying. He in the friend zone. He don't even know it, bro. He's super in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is a sad thing. A lot of men don't get. There are grown grown ass men that get mad about the friend zone. That's your fault. That's not the woman's fault. Mm-hmm. You got to value your own time. If you end up in a friend zone, you did that to yourself, sir. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah. Sometimes that. Sometimes I just be like false hope. Dude, yeah, be exactly. Just thinking that something is gonna happen when it's not. It's not there. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's your fault because you don't value your own time mm-hmm. because you think that hanging around a woman that's that's lukewarm on you, all of a sudden she gonna heat up and now she your lady. That ain't how it works. Mm-hmm. The first couple minutes a woman see you, they know if they want to fuck you or not. That's the first thing women look at. Mm-hmm. They know within minutes, not yeah. not even seconds. Mm-hmm. By the time they meet you and you shake their hand, hey, my name is Eddie. You know, I just wanted to introduce myself. They know in 20 seconds. She's moisture dry down she's there. She's like, oh, I suck his dick. Women, that's how they think. They can say, no, we don't. Yes, you do. You <laughs> know within seconds if you want to fuck somebody. The same way men know. First of all, before you even approach them, women are in their mind, they're like, oh, I would fuck him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And if you would do this in the friend zone, she's decided that she didn't want to fuck you a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So you ain't getting no pussy. You ain't getting no affection. You ain't getting nothing but friend vibes. Yeah. I've seen dudes so deep in the friend zone. She was like, they'd be like, oh, hey, friend. How you doing, friend? Mm-hmm. And this nigga don't get it. Like, man, I'm telling you, dude, she's going to break, dude. She's going to break, man. I'm just going to wait it out, dude. Just going to wait it out, man. Yeah, just be there for her. I know she's dating Taekwon right now, but I'm just going to be there for her when Taekwon <laughs> breaks her heart. <laughs> like, Why are did- you still talking to her? Why are you talking to Emily? <laughs> Why you keep fucking her, man? Stop fucking her, man. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta let it go. Yeah, yeah, you got. <laughs> I've really seen that shit happen. Mm-hmm. Like dudes, it'd be a dude that's smacking some girl. All he doing is fucking her, and it's a dude that's really liking this girl. And she's like, "Look, I just, I just don't want to deal with it right now, David. Like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, we're just friends. That's all we are." He's like, "I know, but I have feelings for you, you know, and I mm-hmm. really like you. You know what I'm saying? Taekwondo doesn't want you. He doesn't like you the way I like you." Yeah. You know, I know you're pregnant, but like I could be the father. He, you know, he doesn't even want to be the father. I know his hair is going to be a little nappy, but I can still take care of him. I can u- watch YouTube videos. <laughs> I remember when I remember on my football team, um, this dude was um, 
dating this girl. And I don't know in what capacity he was talking about his girlfriend. He might have been mm-hmm. saying like, you know, oh, this weekend I'm going to go, you know, go hang out with my girl and stuff like that. And then uh, I don't her name came up in some capacity. It says say her name was like Ashley. Yeah. It's like, yeah, my girlfriend Ashley, like, you know, we've been together for a couple years now. Like, you know, I think we're going to go to that party this weekend. And he was like, and then one of the other teammates, he's like, Ashley who? And it was like, I don't know, so I said her name was like Ashley McAllister. Yeah. It's like Ashley McAllister. Like Ashley McAllister? Like, and then I don't know what capacity or how it ha- happened, but the other dude was like, yo, I just smacked her last weekend. Whoa. And he was just like, he, I don't, I, I don't, he didn't react in that moment. He was just kind of like, he kind of played it cool. But the other dude that smacked him was like, yo, I didn't even know that was you. Because we teammates. Like, yeah. we all on the same football team. But yeah. he's, like, he's like, yo, I didn't even know that was your girl. Like, I feel bad, bro. Like, yeah, I smacked. <laughs> she had some good, you know what I'm saying? Was she, one of the out-of-town black dudes? Nah, it was oh. an in-the-town black dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you apologize, but you're not really sincere. You'd be like, man, I didn't even know, man. She had some good pussy, man. Yeah. Damn, I'm sorry, bro. Nah, he, it'd be those niggas with the accents. Nah, oh. shoddy. Nah, shoddy has some good head, folk. Damn. <laughs> man, I didn't mean to do that, bro. <laughs> I was hitting from the back and everything, man. I didn't even know that was your girl like that. Her sloppy toppy was ridiculous, dude. Damn, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, man, that's bad. I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. I had situations where back in the day we went to like house parties in college. Yeah. And we would have like numbers, like we have big, uh, like massive text messages with like four or five people in it. Yeah. We texting each other, whatever, like that, like Mm -hmm. group text. Mm -hmm. Um, And it had a party or whatever. I, I would meet some chick. Like in class or out on campus, and she would tell me where a party was at, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Are you gonna be there?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm there right now." And if she send me like some blurry picture of her ass, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "Oh, nigga, I gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go to that party. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She just she just sent me a one megapixel ass picture. What <laughs> megapixel? We talking about this two thousand five, two thousand six. Dang, that's crazy. Back then, that that megapixel was clear, bro. Yeah, she sent me an MMS booty picture. <laughs> Multimedia. Message. I sent her a text message. I I used that what the, the TTYL is that what they call yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to send her a predictive text message. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Niggas was for show sending the uh, the news early. Yeah, that pixelated booty looking fire. <laughs> <laughs> man, That's I've been crazy. yo, I've been to so many house parties that got shot up back in the day. Oh man. Oh, I used to run for my life, dog. Really? Oh my God. It was one, it was one that was so bad. And you know, and I'm gonna go into quick story mode before we move on, because we mm. totally went off topic anyways. Um, but it was one house party I went to off a monitor. And back then, it was a lot of house parties, but it was some shit going on on mm-hmm. the monitor back mm-hmm. in the day. And we went to this house party, and I seen a couple people I knew, and I was like, oh, what's up, man? And then it was some shots coming, like a, a bunch of like, ka 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 So I took off running down the sidewalk, the sidewalk running full speed. Mm-hmm. You know how sidewalks aren't smooth? They kind of dip down for mm-hmm. driveways. So I'm running, trying not to fall, and I see this girl, bro. This girl's walking towards me as I'm running full speed down the sidewalk. This is like... This is 21-year-old Eddie McGee, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm running full fl- full force, mm-hmm. and I just completely floored this girl. I knocked you that, her over? Oh, man, I knocked the shit out of that girl. Mm-hmm. I, like, hit her so hard, I ran through her, dog. 
like, and she could have not been that big. Yeah. But I didn't even give a fuck, nigga. I just, kept, just running. kept running. I just kept oh, running. Oh, he cold. Yeah. And I, and I didn't, uh, so, uh, one of the homies like, man, you knocked that girl down, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, she should have been running too. Dang. I knocked her down, cold. man. I felt so bad afterwards, but at the moment, I didn't care. It was yeah. about survival. Yeah. So it was fight or flight. Yeah. And I wasn't going to fight. <laughs> but you hear the bullets going off, man. Bow, 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 bow. Somebody got shot up, too. Somebody got hit. Somebody got It was on the news. God damn. Yeah, man. Yeah. I had some fresh uh, some fresh, some fresh Reebok classics on. Mm-hmm. They was like white and blue. Mm-hmm. And I ran so far away from the party, I ended up in the, like a field. Yeah. And I had dirt all over the motherfuckers. They weren't classic no more. Weren't classic no more. Those was vintage. They, they, they vintage. It looked like a homeless person <laughs> had them on in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Like nah, been- for sure. like those parties back in the day, like I can remember we was leaving a party um somewhere by West High School. Oh yeah. And um, some dude was just I don't know if he was just doing it for fun or what, but he was walking outside and me and my boys leaving the party and he's like trying to shoot in the air. Oh my god. Like trying to let let off some some rounds in the air and the it was jammed. So it was like click 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 and then we walking and we like what the heck so we kind of like skirt like he it didn't look like he was trying to shoot at nobody but at the same time it looked like he was just trying to like disrupt the the function yeah so we just kind of like ran but finally he got it um jam and he was just letting him off and then we just ran around the corner and just hid behind the car and it was just like you just say you like that just happened so regularly this, this is why you this is why it's important to not go to clubs or house parties because you got a bunch of disruptors. Mm-hmm. Like all they want to do is disrupt. They don't want to have a good time. They just mm-hmm. out there like trying to. They want to cause a stir. Mm-hmm. It's some dudes they go to the club just to fight back in the day. Yeah, I had a motherfucker step on my foot so bad one time, but then I turned around. And he had like seven dudes with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo. I told the homie, I was like, hey man, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, if I stay here and I address this dude, like, hey man, why'd you step on my foot like that? Mm-hmm. He'm like. I'm sorry. Hey, it is what it is, dog. Well, you want to do something about it? Mm-hmm. And it's like they just looking. They're like, yeah, remember that black dude? They try to pop off. We beat him up. Yeah, that's what people do. They go out to look for trouble, man. Mm-hmm. They don't go out to have fun. Yeah, like you got these beautiful women in the club. Back in the day, I don't want to drag this on no more. But back in the day, we had a club called Cabana Palms. Back in two thousand and two thousand and seven, eight, right in there. Mm-hmm. That shit was cracking. It was the actual best nightclub ever in Bakersfield back mm-hmm. then. It was a new real nightclub scene, mm-hmm. and they had the VIP. Me and a couple of homies went and bought VIP, got some bottles. Mm-hmm. It was dope, man. There was a lot of girls in there. The vibe was good. Everything was good. It was a really good club. That's the one of the few times back in the day I had a lot of fun at clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was cool. But you still had knuckleheads that get in there and fight, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then, then a little bit, a couple years later, I did a little bit of bouncing. So between being a club goer and actual being a bouncer, I would never go to a fucking club. Oh, never again. Yeah, you don't want that pussy in there anyways. Yeah. You don't yeah. want it. Trust me. If a girl go to the club every weekend, she's a hoe. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Every weekend. And people are not going to like that statement. But this is true for men, too. Mm-hmm. If a man go to the club every week. He's a hoe because he's fucking girls in that club. Mm-hmm. So is that woman. She could say, I'm just going to dance with my friends. I'm not going to have sex with anybody. I just have a good time. No, you a hoe. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I'm a bouncer. Mm-hmm. And you end up cohabitating, not cohabitating or dealing with people eventually. Mm-hmm. And it be hella diseases passing around in them clubs. Mm-hmm. It's straight syphilis and fucking 
everything being passed around. That shit is nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew this girl that was fine as hell. And um, I was about to talk to her. I, man, I promise you, I was about to talk to her. And then some girl that I know came up to me and said, Hey, Eddie, um, I just have to tell you, you shouldn't talk to that girl because I have a friend that works at the clinic and she has gonorrhea. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what? It's supposed to be confidentiality. You can't be spreading my business. I'm glad she told me that the girl had yeah. gonorrhea because I was trying to fuck. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been a gonorrhea-having motherfucker. You been well, gonorrhea. Yeah, but I, I mean, even if you work, yeah, I would have wore a condom, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nasty, though. Man. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want that? Mm-mm. Well, switching gears. Um, And this is an unfortunate conversation to have. Um, after two-year decline, suicide rates rise again for men. <clears throat> this is a sad conversation to have, but I just want to give my take on that. Um, here we go. Suicide rates fell in 2019 and 2020. Experts are concerned that the uptake, the uptick last year may represent a return to normal. Um, the number of people who died by suicide rose from 20 to 21 following brief period of decline, according to provisional data released Friday from the National Center for Health Statistics. Um, it's a sign, experts say, the suicide rates are inching back up the levels seen before the pandemic. Uh, in 21, 47,000 people in the United States died by suicide, up to 45,979 in 2020. That's an increase by 4%. There have been a a hope among experts that suicide rates have perhaps peaked in 2018 after steadily rising for nearly two decades. Numbers fell slightly in both 2019 and 2020. The reasons for those declines are unclear, said Julie Carell, director of suicide prevention and exposure laboratory in Kentucky. In 2019, some changed. Okay, skip all that. Uh, despite stress associated with the pandemic, suicide rates did not increase in 2020. So basically right now we're at in 2022, the day of rise. It's just a bunch of fucking stats here. Um, suicide rates have increased for men ages 24 to 44 as well as 65 to 74. While men have historically been more likely to die by suicide than women, the report zeroed in another alarming trend, suicides in middle-aged school, middle-aged girls, school girls. It's just terrible. Um, here's the thing, man. <clears throat> suicide for anybody is terrible, but in regards to men doing it, it's, it's at alarming levels in 2022. I want to say this to all the men, um, out there. Because they got the feminist movement for women, but they don't have anything for men. And, you know, people think that men just got it so good. Like, we're just, we're so high on the hog and we got it all figured out. Evidently, we don't because we're taking our own lives. And that shit needs to stop. And what I will say right here is before you take your life on a temporary situation or a temporary emotion, you know, let's focus on bettering ourselves, Right. Let's let's trim that beard up. Let's go to the barber. Let's go read some books. Let's go to therapy. You know, if you're a single guy, you know, let's get to the gym. Let's work on ourselves. You know, let's go get some pussy, man. If you're a single guy, if you're if you got a girlfriend and she's your fiance, put a ring on her finger. Let's be somebody's father. You know, let's be a dad. Let's be a leader. You know, let's go out and, and, and let's go out and get that car that we always wanted to get. Let's put the top down and go to the beach. You know, let's live, man. Let's live. Let's live life. You know, I'm, I'm advocating for men to keep their lives, man, because for some reason, it's like no one really wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about suicide prevention and they got a hotline and this and that. But we need to advocate for men. We really need to do it. But but society and especially very progressive society, for some reason, feels like men don't deserve attention. 
Think about it. Most things that are progressive are for women. It's not for men. Nothing. Men are killing themselves, man. And the number keeps going up. I have a problem with this. I feel like it's important. Because eventually it could be your son. Hmm? Ladies, any ladies out there with sons? I think it's important that you look at this before your son becomes a man. He's going to deal with things. He's going to go through things. And I think it's important that you instill these things. And I'm not saying women don't instill these things or whatnot, but it's a lot of things men don't like to talk about. It's a lot of things men like to keep inside, which also causes suicide. Fellas, let's make sure we talk to somebody. Everybody's not going to know what you're going through. You got to speak up to, you know, to let people know what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Certain people, not everybody, because you tell the right, the wrong friend, they'll be like, oh, man, shut up, dude. Mm -hmm. Let's get out there and get some help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's just um, it's a real thing. And, you know, anybody that has dealt with any type of emotion, I'm sure, you know, all kind of thoughts have crossed your mind, whether hurting somebody or hurting yourself or whatever. But, you know, I think just leaning on the fact that um, there's uh, we got there's a lot of life to live out there and these rough patches in life are you know, only temporary, mm-hmm. you know, there's something on the other side of that pain is going to be like, you know, some of the most fulfilling times of your life. And that, that sharing, I think, like you were talking about earlier is, is so important. Like, um, you know, when this, a, a, a lady called me today and she was telling me about like some issues that she had, mm-hmm. uh, with her daughter and, I didn't realize, like, she got, she got, like, very emotional on the phone. Right. But you don't realize, like, how important it is just to be, like, a listener, you know? Yes. There's this, um, there's this company that, that, uh, I think it was, like, a nonprofit, and the, uh, the company is called Are You Okay? And, um, basically, I think it started because this, this guy's dad took his own life, and, I don't know what the company actually does. I'm not super familiar with what, you know, what goes like what goes into like their day-to-day operation, but just part of their their slogan is just like checking in on people, like genuinely asking people like are you okay? How are you doing? And um I think that that doesn't happen a lot. Like we we and I, I get it because our lives are like it's intense. Like, you know, there's a lot of uh our communities are very like our communities are very large, you know, it's almost impossible to check in on everybody, you know, on a day to day basis. But, you know, there's some there's some people that you may have not talked to in a long, long time. And they, you know, that that phone call or that text message or that, you know, sending them that funny video, whatever the case may be, could be the thing that really like shifts, you know, shifts the momentum in their life. So um, I think it's just important to, uh, you know, to to keep tabs on on genuinely how everybody's doing out there. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think what's important too, man, is is being on the other end like you mentioned. Um for me, I've been on the phone with somebody and they told me that they wanted to take their life. Mm-hmm. And I responded with like, "Hey man, don't you ever fucking say that again." Yeah. Don't you ever tell me that again. He's like, "I know, man. I just feel I said, "Hey dude, listen to me. Don't you ever Fucking tell me that again. What you know, and I told him, like, man, what you got to limit your kid, man? You got all this stuff. 
Bro, think about all the people you would hurt if you did something like that. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that you're valuable. You're valuable to me. You're valuable to your kid. You're valuable to the world. To, to take your life over something while you have this temporary emotion will be an inconvenient for you and everybody else that loves you. You're going to hurt. When you take your life, you're going to hurt mother. You're going to hurt people you didn't think would be hurt. Mm-hmm. You got to, you got to, man, you <clears throat> have to realize that you hurt more than yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know life get hard at times, man. I know it gets hard at times, but dog, you gotta, you have no choice but to to grow through these situations. I've been through some fucked up shit in my life, man. But I think, I think when you're able to look at those situations in retrospect, you're like, yo, I'm glad I didn't make any decisions that, you know, could have fucked my life up. Mm-hmm. Man, it's sometimes, bro. It's sometimes you could be in a situation where you so broke you contemplating committing a crime. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, yo, man, my bills ain't paid. My kids is hungry. I'm about to go rob a bank today. Mm-hmm. But if you if you actually were able to rationalize, you say, look, I need to find some other way to do this. I can't rob a bank. Yeah. I'm going to contact some friends, see if I can get some help. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, in that moment, you could become a victim of that moment and you could do something that is irreversible. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll just encourage men to get the help, man. Get the help. Don't feel bad. You see what the stories I admit about myself mm-hmm. when it comes to me, you know, even me being in my feminine and, and who is that person? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I've been there. It's embarrassing, but it's a life. It's a life experience, brother. Mm-hmm. It's a life experience. You got to learn. You got to grow through certain things. It happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see somebody going down the street, right? And they got a real raggedy car and it's broke down and they're pushing it. I get out and help them. You know why I get out and help them? Because I remember what it felt like to push a raggedy car down the motherfucking street. Mm-hmm. Didn't start up right. You didn't got the money to fix it. Your car break down and you got $8 in your pocket. I've been there. Trust me. I know how it feels. Mm-hmm. I'm not just a motherfucker telling you to get help or, you know, I know how it feels to be poor or how to... Or be hurt by women. I've been through all of those emotions as a man. I've been through all of them. You'll make it through this shit, man. You just gotta hang on. Mm-hmm. You have to. Ha- you have to have a steadfast attitude, and you'll make it through this shit, bro. It's just. It is a. It is a temporary storm. It's gripping your life, and you feel crippled by it. But it ain't over, man. It is not over. Trust me. It's not the end of the motherfucking world, man. That's just the message I want to. I don't want to speak more on this because I'll talk to him blue in the face. But that's my take on this. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Keith? No. All right, we'll wrap it up with this next one. Switching gears. Um, you're always building your house, and uh, this actually was brought. This idea or this concept was brought about by Keith, um, and it's something that he had came across. Let me read it. Oh, man, we're going to have to switch these seats out. My ass is killing me in this seat. Yeah, I'm always uncomfortable. Man, <clears throat> my motherfucking ass feel like somebody... I feel like my ass got stoned in the biblical days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're always building your own house. Here's the example. Uh, it is a zen tale on how to achieve your personal best. One of the most interesting stories is about a Tokyo architect, Koda, um, who spent his career building homes with incredible... Ex- ex- 
exactitude and devotion. After many, many years, he became tired of building homes for others and decided to retire. One day he handed in his two-week notice, but the boss asked him, while acknowledging all of his amazing work that he'd done for the firm, whether he would please would please build just one more house. It was a very important client, and the boss needed Coda's magic touch. After agonizing over the decision, he decided to build the house, but his heart was no longer in it. He viewed the job as an obligation, and consequently, uh, a lot of the exact details fell through the cracks. After four months, the house was finished. Coda was ready to move on to the next phase of his life. When he told the boss the house was finished, the boss reached back into his desk and handed him a small black box with a ribbon, with a box with a ribbon around it. Inside were shiny new keys, the boss said. The house is yours. You deserve it. Coda was crushed. The entire time, Coda was cutting corners in order to get this last job out of the way, all the while unknowingly building his own house. And folks, that is a lesson for anybody that's creating content, creating music, whatever it is you're doing. If you work at a job, let's say, for example, you're working at a, at a law firm, right? And you're, and you're just like in a more of an employee position. And one day you want to have your own law firm. You could never run your own law firm. Basically, here's the thing. You can't be a good boss until you've been a good employee, mm-hmm. Right. That's just my thing. And if you're cutting corners as an employee, what do you think you're going to do as a boss? You're going to cut corners and inconvenience yourself. Your investment is different in your company because it's all based off of you. So if you cut a corner, you get a corner. Mm-hmm. Right? That's mm-hmm. what you fucking get. And in this guy's case, he literally built all these houses. He built up resentment. He was going to retire. He was no longer invested in it. And they asked him to build one more house. And instead of all those houses he built, he didn't cut no corners. But when it came down to the last house, he didn't want to do it. He wasn't invested in it. And they handed him the keys to his own house. So in that moment, he shortchanged himself. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, make sure you do it at a high level. You know, Even if you work at a job you don't like, don't cut corners. Just do the job the way it's supposed to be done. And as long as you do that, as long as you do that, Eventually, when you choose to ascend in life, it'll be the same result, except it'll be for you this time. Mm-hmm. That is the difference. Yeah. I think that um, when you when you think about the message, you're, you're always building your own house. You got to think about it from a sense of um, your, like if you are in reference to working a job, you're always in development, mm-hmm. right? Like if your goal is to one day be um, a business owner, one day be, you know, you may be going to uh, work and in, in, in also be in school and in, uh, in college, um, and you hope to one day be like, you know, uh, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever the case may be, you got to realize like how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, um, when it comes, I just lost my train of thought. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's been acting different since he turned 30. <laughs> this nigga's acting different. <laughs> no, but I, I just think this, like, when I, when I, um, I, I heard this conversation about, um, you know, from a friend, and he was, he was basically telling me, like, yo, I just, um, I just haven't really found my passion yet. Like, mm. I'm still kind of searching for this thing. I'm not able to give this job my, my maximum effort because it's not really what I want to do. 
And if you if you think if you take this story, you realize that that statement doesn't really work. Like it's kind it's kind of nonsense because when you're in development of yourself, trying to develop yourself as a better human being, trying to develop yourself as a better father, husband, boyfriend, whatever the case may be, all these little things matter. Like so for you, you know, whether you like calling out of work or showing up to work late or like you said, cutting corners at work, um, even if it's as simple as like, you know, um, making a hamburger at McDonald's, like you want to do that to your your maximum efforts because all of this stuff translates, you know, in terms of your leadership skills and all these other things that you're, you know, trying to develop yourself as. Like for me, I'm a person that um, I could probably count on my hands, like in terms of my like working, like job career, the amount of times like I missed work, you know. The last job I had, um, I was working at the Boys and Girls Club. The only the only time I actually missed work uh, at the Boys and Girls Club is because I had another job, like filming my friend's uh, filming my friend's sister's wedding. But other than that, I went to work every day. You know, when I worked at McDonald's, I went to work every day. When I worked at Aaron's, I went to work every day. Like right. I'm just, I just because I treated one. You know, you don't get paid if you don't go to work. But two, it's like. I don't I just don't like you know I don't miss the podcast and that right. and that's how it, it translates. I'm not a person that's like you know there's a lot of I, I hear it all the time like you know my mom was telling my uh yeah my mom was telling me about about my little brother and how he basically just called off of work one day and he went to a party, you know, oh. and he just and I'm just like, "Yo, that's like, you know, that that he, that's something that he got to deal with yeah. on his own." But like for me, I don't operate like that because I know that that like I said that that stuff translates. Like, you know, I'm we here every every Monday we drop in, you know, for four for over four years of, you know, consistent content. And that's because, like we said, you you always build in your own house. So I just think people out there, they th- I think they have this idea that, you know, once I get on, I'm going to be good. You know, once I get famous, you know, I ain't going to have to worry about this job. This job is going to be nothing to me or you know once I uh once I get this business off the ground I'm gonna show up more I'm gonna be more consistent it's like no if you can't if you can't show up in you know in terms of like your learning you know when you when you're not the CEO what makes you think that you just gonna all of a sudden hit the switch and when you're the boss and you writing the checks and Mm -hmm. everything you're gonna be as consistent you know things are built habitually we're we are creatures of habit so if you're a person that's a fucked up employee and now you got to be a boss and you, you, all the checks and balances and everything is on you, okay, good luck. Yeah. If you've been half-assing it, it's going to catch up because mm-hmm. it's built into your habits. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, I don't want to be an owner-op just based on the fact that it's just it's way too consuming. You don't get you ain't going to get no days off and shit like that. And But truth be told, if I was to be an owner-op, I'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Because I've watched, I've been an understudy of an owner op for many years. Mm-hmm. I know what it takes. I know the responsibility of it, and that's one of the reasons why I want to stay away from it. Because I built, you know, I'm building something outside of trucking that I want to completely transition into. I feel like trucking is just a stepping stone for what I eventually want to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, I'll be a great owner op, and I make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But money is not the objective. Happiness and f- and being fulfilled is my mm-hmm. objective long term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's all I've got on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, 
uh, make sure that if you are building a million houses and you've done those things great for everybody else, keep that happy because one day it might be for yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, I, I just think overall you want to um, be a, a very a detail-oriented person. I know there was uh, this athlete that I p- played with in, uh, in, in high school football, and he was probably, like, you know, one of the ba- better athletes to come out of Bakersfield. And one of the things that I, that I noticed about him is, like, you know, he had all the raw talent in the world, but he didn't have, like, the craziest work ethic, right? So there would be, like, moments where I remember vividly, like, you know, we – you know, a lot of times when you're doing, like, football workouts as a team, and you may have to, like, run around the school or something like that. And, um, you know, when you're on the other side of the campus, like, the coaches is not there. They're not necessarily monitoring you. They're trusting that you, you know, you're going to do the work to your to your maximum capabilities. Um, but what I notice about, you know, this athlete is that he kind of um, – sometimes he would cut corners. Like, he would – like, if we had to do – and say we're doing, like, up-downs or something like that, and the coach might turn his back, he might yeah. – he might skip out on one or two reps or whatever mm, the case Yeah, that's be. not a good look. Yeah, so that, that you know, that started to happen. But what happened, like, over time, like, he went from being, like, the best athlete in town pretty much to, like, by the time we, you know, hit senior year, he just was just was a, a guy. Player. Just good, but he not great. He was just a guy, yeah. And it just, you know, it, like, everything, like, the, the way I look at it is, like, everything matters. Like, so mm-hmm. for me... The type of work that I put into whether I'm going to the gym, like, and I'm not a not even like an athlete anymore. Whether we on the podcast, whether we, you know, doing whatever, like, we got to be detailed in a way where everything matters. And you, I, I would just suggest that to people, um, in terms of like, you know, cleaning your car, washing your yep. dishes, or whatever, just doing like these little things in life, and just, just see how they manifest in different areas, and how you know the type of success you can reach by. Just being, just building your own house always. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, man. Well, looks like we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Um, but I'll say this. We genuinely appreciate everyone who takes time to listen. I know that sometimes all the topics may not be as great as you would like them to be. We do a great job. But at the same time, we don't assume that everything we say is super interesting because we also are consumers of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they go on a tangent of things that are not that interesting, right? But, you know, I think we we batting it about 90% right now. Mm-hmm. We're batting over 300 for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got Barry Bonds numbers out here, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if you made it to the end of this episode, man, we genuinely appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Things. We're out of here, man. Peace.